Welcome to your self-love sanctuary. Sessions to bring you home wherever you are. This podcast is best listened to in a cozy environment. Relax, unwind, and listen in. This is your time to just be. self-love and sanctuary. I have a very special guest with me. She's from California. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because she soothes me from afar. I met her on Instagram and she does these fantastic facial videos using all natural products. And she's an expander for me and my self-care. Maybe after this episode, she can guide me in what product I can choose off her website because I will be taking a look through there. But let me just take a look at her website and read a little bit for you so that you can get a feel for who she is before she speaks. Elizabeth created honest rituals for the natural woman seeking holistic beauty rituals. It's a space to learn how to heal the skin by using a mixture of plants, oils, and facial massage. Nurturing the skin by simplifying the skincare products you use and tuning your beauty regime into a beauty ritual that nourishes the skin A ritual can be as simple as cleaning the skin with luxurious oil, sipping tea, laying under the full moon, or burning a beeswax candle, symbolizing the letting go of negative emotions. So you are in for a treat. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. So we have a few questions that I've come up with. However, I feel this is going to be a really nice free flow conversation. I'm in a studio, a podcasting studio. So there's black foam walls around me and she's actually on her sailboat where she lives, which is pretty awesome. Um, Speaking of which, you may hear a lot of action around the harbor just know the noises there and focus on the words of this podcast we each set our intention before hitting record of what we wanted to come to on this podcast and of course i always keep my listeners in mind i want this to be beautiful inspirational or i should say aspirational and with us all being at home right now Maybe we can't get out to the spa and treat ourselves to those luxe practices that we're used to. I know I miss that right now. Maybe we can get a little bit of that for ourselves here today. Would you say you're definitely in alignment with your highest self in the work that you do? Yes. I'm one of those people that love and have so many ideas and so many different career paths that I want to pursue um, when I was younger. So having this that feels so aligned with me is amazing because before I found this, I was always like, oh, I want to try this and I want to try that. And that's beautiful. And But it kind of, you know, it's always moving and changing. So now that I found this, it just feels so aligned, so centered. And it's beautiful because I can go and experience and try all these different avenues, but keep it under the scope of holistic esthetician, herbalism, um, beeswax candles. You know, I'm free to explore all my interests and kind of have it under this umbrella that I've created. It reminds me of the term that Athena Calderon speaks of, which is multi-hyphenate. Um, you're a very multi-hyphenate individual. Oh, I like that term. Yeah, that's actually the name of her podcast. More than one thing, actually, I think is the name of her podcast, but that's what it's all rooted in. And uh, I just, I really see so many 
of us in that don't like you know we're all kind of all of the pieces come together and create that whole and that focus when you finally found it so there's kind of a lesson in there to people that if you feel you haven't found it maybe all of that searching will pay off someday (laughs) oh i love that you said that because I think it's so important to explore any intuitive pull you have, whether it's totally obscure and not what you'd normally do, because at one point and another in your life, it's all going to come together and you're going to be like, oh, that's why I tried that. Or, oh, that's why I took that class because I learned this and now I'm using it. You know, go yeah. follow each pull because you never know what could come of it. It's so beautiful. I so wish I could attend your studio do you still have your studio or are you still in transition or so i'm in definitely a limbo state in california we are still pretty heavily shut down um, as far as aesthetics go so i've been doing in-home sessions which has been beautiful but my studio in topanga is currently on pause until it feels right to reopen Um, i don't want to be you know, have to open and then shut down and do the whole state. So I'm just kind of letting the turn of events of the world go and kind of do my own thing in the meantime. Yeah. Art of surrender. Oh yeah. I've learned, (laughs) I have learned that because there was two times where I was about to sign a lease on a new space and beautiful, everything I've wanted. And, you know, the week I had this intuitive notion to not sign it and to wait a week and when I waited a week the California had another um, three week shutdown order so I was like thank god (laughs) so I'm just surrendering and I know that everything will happen in its timing and just trusting that yeah and just trying to make the most of the time off whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable trying your best to make the most of it I wanted to ask you how you create sanctuary at your studio because it seems like it would be such a beautiful, immersive experience. From what I've seen in your stories, there's plants outside and you serve tea and it's just beautifully decorated. Do you want to speak a little bit about all of the things you do, maybe some of the music or the touches, the layers of your space? to inhabit each of our senses so you know when you walk into a place the smell the aesthetic so the sight music you're listening to everything sets the tone and the energy before they even meet me or may see the room it's the whole atmosphere and the energy so making sure that that is vibrant and the frequency is high is everything so you know, I do like incense or sage or whatever I'm feeling in that moment. First and foremost, though, it's my own energy. So bringing that into check, making sure I'm not feeling, you know, wired or frazzled, you know, really grounding into my body and setting that mood first. And then, you know, all the other things come after. So lighting the sage, the incense, I do Uh, angel cards or intuition cards always Um, I have herbal smokes for my clients to enjoy if they desire it's non it's just herbs that are really beautiful that calm your nervous system and help you get into your parasympathetic state a bit faster so I have those and uh, just everything kind of ties into that whole feeling of I want people to feel safe in order for them to really come back into their body and relax. So it's just everything kind of goes together and forms this beautiful environment. I love how you mentioned the pregame experience for yourself as the, well, you are a facilitator. What do you call yourself? It's more than an esthetician. I know it's I know I haven't, (laughs) I don't know. I don't have a name, you know, I am an esthetician by, you know, society standards, but yeah, it is, it's more of a healing session. You know, my intention for each client is for them to be able to fully relax and release any emotional, physical tension that is built up, which we all have. 
and leave feeling, you know, so much lighter and so much free and so much more energized, you know, kind of like re-energizing their life force. So it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely in that realm more so than, yes, I treat skincare and I help you with your skin, but it's a whole different level as well. So do you get all your clients to have glowing skin like you have? That's the intention. <laughs> it's really, I really want to re-educate anyone who comes and sees me, any of my clients on skincare and to help them understand, you know, what makes beautiful glowing skin. It's not just the products. In fact, I always um, tell them, you know, less is more. It's more so, you know, what you're putting in your body, your emotional state, and your relationship to your natural environment as well. Do you have certain superfoods that you would really, really recommend to indulge in for the skin ritual? Oh, yes. So anything that's high in antioxidants. So what those do is they neutralize free radical damage. So unstable cell, it neutralizes it and repairs any cell damage. So any dark leafy green vegetables, you know, the darker, the brighter the fruit is, the more antioxidants. So, you know, blueberries are amazing. Berries are actually one of the one of the best foods to eat for your skin, you know, raspberries, grape skins are really good. So just eat the whole grape because they have polyphenols and natural occurring resveratrol. So it's just very good for healing for the skin. Um, but I don't think you need to go out and buy all these expensive superfoods. You know, most of most beautiful few foods are already available to us. You don't need to go source exotic superfoods. <laughs> But I want to keep it very um, affordable for my clients and simple. I think simple has been taken out of skincare and I want to bring that back. I bet you see many, you probably touch many lives with that kind of uh, mission statement. Like that's a, quite a mission statement to have. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I just think of myself when, before I was, an, well, even when I was an esthetician, but before then, just being so lost <laughs> roaming down the drugstore aisles. And first of all, that's not where you find good skincare, but you know, most people don't know that. And I didn't know that, but just seeing, you know, 20 different skincare lines, all advertising the same thing and just feeling so utterly lost. So I want to help people bring back that simplicity and honestly educate them to become their own estheticians. Yeah. And from what I've seen, it is very simple. You do a lot of dry brushing, you do oil cleansing. Do you want to talk about maybe a little tutorial on how you would recommend us to keep this simple? Because a lot of people, I think now that we're spending time with ourselves more, many people are starting to look into deeper things of, okay, do I align with this product? Is this actually good? Maybe it's time for me to actually take a peek at what is actually in this product. Yes. Because you can always choose again and you don't know till you know, but then when you know, it's time to wake up. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, people may have feelings that the natural product doesn't feel as good or work as good but I have a feeling you've figured that out <laughs> yeah so you know probably around six seven years ago natural beauty was very new to the scene and a lot of products weren't out there so I can see that term coming from back then you know these products you know aren't formulated well maybe they're unstable you know maybe they don't feel or lather well but nowadays it's just so easy to find good skincare and when you're looking for good skincare you want to focus on the ingredients so that is the number one thing is always read the ingredients of anything you are putting on your skin just like you would what you're putting in your body read what you're putting on your skin you can really curate and dilate your skincare based off of ingredients and so just having simple ingredient knowledge. It doesn't have to be complex, but, you know, looking for things that um, trigger red flags like perfume, natural flavors, fragrance, 
alcohol, you know, a lot of these are just simple ones anybody can understand, but you don't want to be using products that contain those ingredients on your skin. And the whole concept is, you know, balance your skin's microbiome. We're learning so much right now on how the microbiome affects everything, you know, in our gut and on our skin, you know, everywhere on our body. So on the skin's microbiome, it's a beautiful concept of, you know, your skin is a living, thriving ecosystem. And it's, you know, it can take care of itself. But when we are young, when we are experimenting with all the drugstore products and makeup, we are just destroying our microbiome at that young of an age and it can really turn our skin into sensitive skin. It can make it dry, it can make it red. Um, it can also even cause acne, although a lot of acne can come in when we are going through hormonal shifts around 12 to 16. And then usually it'll balance itself back out. But during those years of the acne appearing on our skin, you know, we go to extreme measures of using benzoyl peroxide, uh, salicylic acid, you know, Accutane, just really harsh, harsh uh, skin products and internal drugs. And that can, you know, kind of mess our skin up for the rest of our lives. So it's just being aware of your skin will heal, you know, focus on healing the microbiome and your skin will thrive on its own. Wow. Okay. So it's never too late. Yes, you can always heal your skin. You know, it's always renewing itself, um, usually every 28 days. And then it gets a bit longer and longer as we get older, the renewal, cellular renewal process. But it will always renew itself. So be patient with your skin. If you're starting on a healing journey, just know, you know, give it a month. You know, say you've switched to oil cleansing, you know, give it a full month of you oil cleansing and nurturing your microbiome to see um, your skin heal. So it's really beautiful because when it does happen, and sometimes it's, you know, a week after doing it, just depends on the level of damage that was done. Um, but I just love reading the comments and reviews of how it's transformed people's skin. And it just makes me so happy because it's such a simple trick. <laughs> it's a beautiful ritual really? as well. So you're just passing that light on and then those people pass the light on and suddenly everybody's glowing. Is luminous one of your words of the year? <laughs> I love that word, luminous. That's a beautiful word. Yeah, it is a beautiful word. I have a question about how you create the feeling of sanctuary at your sailboat, your home, because you're still living on the sailboat, am I right? Yes. So I have been on it since... March of last year. So we've just, Bailey and I, my partner, we've just been cozying down in the sailboat and it's been a project of remodeling it. We bought it and it was just beautiful, but such a disaster. <laughs> we had to do so much work to it, but it had beautiful walls and interior and it just needed a lot of love. So finally these last couple of months it's really come into this sanctuary but it was not always like that and in the beginning I was living on it while we were remodeling it and this was before I'd opened up my studio in Topanga and creating sanctuary on there that is a great question because you're living in a construction zone and not to mention a little construction zone so I yeah. created a little space in a sailboat where it, I mean, amongst tools and stuff, but it was still a little space of just, you know, I had a candle, I had some sage, I had some dried flowers and that was really it. And that was just my little beacon of, okay, a little bit of sanctuary and peace here. Um, but it really made me resilient and made me be able to not, identify with my surroundings and have it affect my mood, which is really hard to do. Um, but now it's a beautiful little sanctuary. We still have projects, projects going on here and there, but they are much smaller in scale than they were before. So right now it's, 
you know, I have crystals in most every room. I have beeswax candles on most every shelf. Um, I have a diffuser. I have my incense. I have dried flowers, you know, my tea organized. So it's just turned into a really beautiful little paradise now. I'm so thankful. You probably always had, you know, little touches that you loved to keep yourself sane in the rental, like maybe a really nice um, shampoo <laughs> for your hair that smelled like a spa or, you know, yeah. <laughs> those little, the little touches. things during that time really kept me grounded. I would just, I remember I would just take these really long walks in the morning because we didn't have a functioning functioning kitchen at the time. So, you know, usually first thing I do when I wake up is make some tea and I love to have a quiet morning and that was just not possible <laughs> during yeah. that phase. So I would go for a long walk and I was so drawn to listening to women entrepreneur podcasts and I don't know why but I just kept um, absorbing all of these podcasts and now I know why because when it came time for me to open up my spa a couple probably like eight months later I had all this knowledge that I had absorbed for those morning walks that I would take so that was really special to have that time and then just little things, you know, like you said, having a shampoo that smells really good or having all my skin oils, you know, you can't, when you're going through stressful situations or you don't have the ideal living space, making sure yourself is put together and that your self-care is still being a daily ritual is everything. That is amazing advice. Absolutely amazing advice. And I love that you really grew through that experience and put all of that knowledge and that time off to practice, to put it into practice and started a business very Capricorn-like actually, just, okay, now it's time. Are you, do you have Capricorn in any of? I don't know. It might be in some of my other planets. I'm a Gemini sun, Scorpio moon, I think a cat cancer. Cancer rising. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing because if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure the rising is the how and the how you're going to get there first, you know, your life journey. Am I right? I'm pretty sure. Um, and cancer is so very much a water sign, very intuitive, very needs their space. I know this because I'm a cancer moon. Um, we have that really that need for sanctuary and you live right by the water so you must really feel at home there being a cancer rising yes so I think that's probably why I love you know living on the water is because it's so free it's so flowing and I have a lot of water in my chart so I'm like oh that makes sense that's probably why I've always been drawn to living on the ocean or in a sailboat ever since I was little. So yeah, it's definitely makes sense when I had my astrology done and she's like, we have a lot of water in your chart. Yeah. Do you sail places, you and your partner? Do you go places frequently or do you stay at home lately? How's that going? We don't yet just because we are finalizing our remodel. So the last of it was to get new sails and new rigging. So um, the engine runs so we can motor around, but that's not as fun when you live on a sailboat. You want to sail and use the wind as your motor. So um, we will, though, this summer we have some adventures hopefully that will come to light. We want to go to Catalina in the Channel Islands. And maybe go down to Scorpio Bay in Mexico and do some surfing. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited. Have you been a sailor your whole life? Like, is this something that you did as a kid? Or is this something you learned in adulthood? This is something we learned when we bought the sailboat. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Being both uh, Gemini's, we're just like, sure, let's try it. Let's go do this without (laughs) putting much thought into it. Yeah. Um, Good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, we would rent like little sailboats. There's a place in Mission Bay um, in San Diego where you can rent sailboats and just take them out for the day. 
and we've done that but you know those are like 15 feet and much easier to maneuver our sailboat's almost it's 34 feet so double that size (laughs) um so it'll be a bit of a different different learning curve but I mean it's pretty simple sailing you know once you understand how the wind flows and how you're supposed to have the sails aligned with the wind um it's pretty simple as far as that goes yes my sister owns a sailboat her and her husband and so I get the the joy of that feeling of being out there and seeing them do the sailing like watching the wind and changing the direction and all of the things they do I'm not speaking sailor talk at all but it just looks like a beautiful experience to always be like you're having fun out on the ocean yes but you're always noticing the direction of the wind and all of the things you're really forced to ground into nature when you're on a sailboat yeah your senses Mm-hmm. your senses are all alert too because you have to be in that present moment to be aware of which way the wind is coming and you know everything around you your environment are there other boats around you know it's very grounding and it's also so energizing you know being out in nature and having that fresh ocean air blasting your face and sometimes it's yeah. cold so it's just amazing it's really something special and I'm so excited to be able to do it more <laughs> Well, it's very, very inspiring to hear that you literally just decided, let's do it. Let's take lessons. Let's buy a boat. Let's just do it. Instead of getting stuck in the monkey mind of, oh, what should I do with my life? Right? Oh, thank you. Sometimes it gets us in trouble, (laughs) but (laughs) it's, it's fine. It's, we're just, yeah, let's try it. You know, if it's something we've always wanted to do, we don't really think too much about it we're like okay well there's no better way to do it than to you know try it out right now so yeah we are both jumpers in that kind of realm I'd like to kind of bring us back into the whole spa vibe beauty ritual vibe just the magic of what you do and I'd love the listeners to get a audible session from you Help us feel soothed at home, wherever we are listening. Wherever you may be, just taking in a deep breath. And just coming into your body, grounding. Tuning into the senses around you. The temperature of the air any sounds and just bringing yourself into this moment and for the facial massage one that's really really healing and grounding and can remove a lot of tension is using both your hands rubbing your hands together first just to ignite some energy Taking in a deep breath and using your index fingers, starting beneath your brows, right where they begin, you'll feel a little insert, a little groove. And just using upward pressure, trace the outline of your brows all the way to where they end going under your eyes with lighter pressure starting at the base of your brows once again tracing them slowly finding your breath going under the eyes Going in for one more round. Using firm pressure on the upper brow. And then going under. And meeting back at the base. 
So that's a good one just to clear out if you're feeling any ocular tension, any headaches, um, any ocular tension from looking at your screen, your computer, um, anything that's straining your eyes. It just really helps to relax that orbital muscle and also allows you, for me, whenever I look at a phone too long, my vision starts to get blurry with far away things. So doing this relaxes that muscle and it allows me to bring everything back into focus and perspective once again. So I love doing that one as a quick little grounding, relaxing massage. That was divine timing for me. Thank you so much. I hosted a virtual retreat last weekend. And as the host, I was always on the screen, whereas my participants, they were, you know, breaking away many times. And I found my eyes were so tired after. And you just gave me that technique that I can use after any virtual gathering, paired with a little bit of just stepping away from the screen when I'm hosting. You learn as you go. We're all getting used to this virtual lifestyle, aren't we? Yes, we are. That is so good for you to do, especially even just like after 10 minutes of being on your screen time. I mean, I don't even always do this, but if I catch myself, um, you know, bringing your phone or your laptop, you know, up to eye level with you, that way you're not straining your neck looking down because that will cause your neck muscles to tense and that affects your facial posture. So just bringing your device up eye level with you um, can really help. And just pausing to do neck stretches, doing a little ocular massage, just anything to uh, break that tension and that constant focus. So helpful. Thank you. I'd like to segue into a little bit of beeswax candle talk. On her website, it says Elizabeth also creates pure beeswax candles. Beeswax candles are sacred. When you burn your beeswax candle, set a ritualistic intention behind lighting and burning the candle for ceremonial use. Burning beeswax to assist you during new and full moon ceremonies, cocoa ceremonies, meditation, intention settings, and manifesting will heighten your frequency and take your ritual to a deeper level. Used for centuries, beeswax is one of the oldest forms of light. That's what I was really excited to mention to you guys. Beeswax is one of the oldest forms of light. It's beautiful to think of it in that way. Um, and it's the purest candle one can burn. And it emits negative ions when lit. So just like our sage bundles, our beeswax candles emit negative ions, cleansing the space we're in. Tell me, how did the whole beeswax candle making journey begin? I feel like that began, the little seed was planted when I was really little. I would only buy usually beeswax candles just because I was pretty sensitive to smell and a lot of paraffin and soy candles, coconut candles, they use usually a perfume, a synthetic perfume. Sometimes they use essential oils, but a lot of times it's a synthetic perfume and that would just give me a headache. So beeswax had such a beautiful and subtle smell to it that I was able to burn them and not react in a way of getting a headache. Um, and... Growing up, my parents, we lived out in the middle of the forest off grid for, I think, the first year or two. And then we brought in solar. So, you know, we would have candles lit as our only really form of light and kerosene lanterns. But candles were always a big part of um, my childhood growing up because they were a necessity. So that. I was just always, you know, I just love the ritual and the amber glow that would come off these candles. Um, and my grandma, she was a really, she is a really special person. And she would always, we'd go and visit her and she lived in this cute little sh hippie shack. And 
Santa Cruz and her house just always smelled like beeswax because she was like your old school hippie and had all the things and she would have beeswax and always tea and just it was just a really special environment so I think all of that really started to build my love for beeswax candles and when I would I would save up because, you know, they're pricier than most candles. And I would save up and buy a candle and I would kind of hoard it. Like I wouldn't burn it because I wanted it to last forever um, (laughs) when I was little. So I think, gosh, when was it? About four or five years ago, um, I brought a beeswax candle home just to burn and to have in our studio. Bailey and I had just moved in together and something got brought up to where he was like, why don't you just start making them? And I was like, hmm, why don't I? And so being the way we are, we're just like, yeah, we can make them. We don't need any sort of, um, any sort of education or training behind this. So we bought this raw, I think it was like 60 pounds of beeswax from our local farmer's market honey stand. And he had beeswax. And we just got this massive chunk. We're like, hmm, what do we do with this? (laughs) We had a double boiler and we just started. I bought one mold as my first mold. And it's still one of my favorite ones. I still have it. And we poured our first candle. We know you reread about, okay, what temperature do I burn these at? We um, pulled it out of the mold and I'm just like I smelt it I was just like this is so special you're telling me I can have beeswax candles at my fingertips whenever I desire I don't have to hoard them yeah um so after that I bought I think three different molds and I we started pouring them and making them in our studio and it was just so beautiful because beeswax would just make the whole studio smell so good like a warm honey aroma but also very like botanical too so we started melting and burning and we got quite a collection and he's like what do we do with these so I started selling them at a farmer's market I had a little stand in Lucadia which is a little beach town in San Diego area and we sold them at the farmer's market for about I'd say like three or four months and then I realized that I like to be a guest at the farmer's market instead of a vendor so um, I started wholesaling them (laughs) to several boutiques local boutiques in the area and it was just a really beautiful hobby for I'd say a good year or so Um, and I didn't really turn it into I wouldn't say now that it's even larger scale it's very they're very intentionally made. You know, I make them with the new moon or the full moon and I make so many per batch and that's all there is until there's the new or full moon. So it's just been a beautiful ritual in that way as well to just have, you know, your limited special supply and then be able to offer that to anybody, my clients, anybody who browses my website and then you know, that's, that's it. And then I'll make them again the following lunar cycle. And do you make these in the kitchen of your tiny sailboat? Okay, so that's another thing. So in the meantime, while my sailboat was getting remodeled, we moved this operation to my sister's house and she was helping me make burn, um, pour them melt them so she was a big factor in keeping this alive Mm -hmm. (laughs) keeping the beeswax um candle business alive so I'm so grateful for her and then just last week I brought them back into our sailboat so now they will be in our sailboat made on our little stove which will be really special doesn't that sound magical yeah. Not that your marketing could get any better. Did you write your own copy or did you hire someone or are you just educated in copywriting? I feel you're a good writer. So. I do it all myself. Do you? Good yeah. for you. Thank you. Do you have a writing background or is it just your pure light coming through, would you say? Um, no writing background besides my mom. She did homeschool me up until a sixth grade and I really took to grammar I really I just need a lot of sense and I understood it and she was really good at 
when we, I'd write essays, she would always, um, I don't, it wasn't like a traditional school learning atmosphere. It was very, like she would repeat things back to me. I'm like, oh, that sounds better. Or she would read my sentence and be like, well, switch this word around and put a comma here, put a period here. You know, she would just, she was really good at, she was really good at writing. So I think I picked it up from her and her knowledge. That's one of my favorite, favorite sounds. Seagulls. Yeah, it's a special sound. To me, living in the maritime provinces, it's like really cold here right now. And so that sound reminds me of our happy days here, which is summer, beach, sailboat, all of it. Yeah. They're special birds, except when they decide to start squalling like that at like four in the morning. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Why are you awake? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't complain. No, not at all. <gasps> I always love the sound of the water swaying you to sleep on a sailboat too. Oh, it's you the know? best. There's this, when it's really quiet and still out at nighttime, um, you can hear because water is such a good conductor of sound you can hear like these little clicking kind of noises. It sounds like there's like bubbles kind of popping on the bottom of the boat, but it's just all the coral, like all the marine life under you. It's like there's sound. You can hear it. It's um, reflected off the boat and it's called the hole and you can hear it when you're in the sailboat. So it's like a really crackling kind of, kind of sounds like a campfire. I know exactly the sound. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) it's so special you have to get on your so you said your sister's sailboat yeah yeah I think my favorite memory in my whole life though was when I was in Australia the very first time I was on a sailboat and I walked on board I was hungover I didn't want to go walked on board and the guy just said would you like a coffee gave me a dark roast coffee in this perfect potter's mug and we're sailing out into the ocean and they have the red hot chili peppers playing on the sound system. And it was just joy to me. That's still a memory. And that was like probably 10 years ago, but those magic moments. Yeah. I love that. So I was peeking around your Instagram earlier today and I saw a lot that I liked. And I just wanted to mention to my listeners that if you're looking for something relaxing to watch that is very inspirational as well, check her out. I'm just going to click randomly on a few posts and just kind of give you a little bit of a feel for what she speaks. Like I feel her, I like to share accounts that have content that helps content that's worth looking content that you don't really want to just scroll on by so yeah check her out honest.rituals so this one says moments of magic under the sun the sun our oldest form of medicine so lay under the sun get naked uncover the warming rays the sun is a star after all full of healing energy its medicinal energy will heal you from the outside in. Did I tell you she was a good writer? So she says, longevity rituals. Nourish your body in the sun. Eat from the earth. Honor the moon. Breathe oxygenated air. Flow with the seasons. Acknowledge a higher power. Be kind to yourself. Drink fresh spring water. Be still. Walk in nature and listen. Simplify. Bathe in rivers. Slow your rhythm. Dance gracefully. Listen to your higher mind. Age with intention. Age with grace. Age with purpose. Oh, thank you. So beautiful. Off the top of your mind, what is either a favorite author, favorite poet, or a favorite quote? 
So a quote right now that's really helping me um, is everything happens for you, not to you. Because I've had some pretty rough events in the past month, but it's I just keep repeating that to myself and realizing it's just learning and it's just a lesson and don't take it personal. So I love referring back to that one. <laughs> at the moment um oh a favorite i'm reading a book right now and it's called mysteries of the dark moon um and that's a really beautiful book it's just exploring in depth um the history of the moon how it affects our bodies and it's just a really beautiful guide especially if you're wanting to explore deeper your relationship and the feminine and the moon so i've been loving that Um, For anybody wanting to really dive deep and learn about skin and the science of it, um, it's a beautiful read. It's by Nadine Artemis, and she is the creator of Living Libations, the skincare line I use and I have on my website. So that's an amazing guide for anybody wanting to educate themselves further. Um, What else have I been liking Uh, There's this book, it's called Embrace the Witch Within. That's a fun book on rituals and fun little spells and just connecting yourself to rituals. What's your favorite ritual? Oh, (laughs) burning a beeswax candle. That's always been a ritual for me ever since I was little. I just didn't know it back then. So that has to be my favorite one. I love that. And what is a song that really moves you? Okay, a song that really moves me. Hmm, I do this thing where I hear a song and I'll listen to it about a hundred times and I can't stand to listen to it again. (laughs) But there's a song. (laughs) Um, I love it. I think it's called Beautiful Strangers by Kevin Morby. As I interview people, I'm going to create a playlist of everyone's favorite song so that it's just kind of a beautiful compilation of music that moves us. My last question for you is, if you could go back and tell your younger self just one thing, one thing that would make you feel strong, Mm. what would that be that you know to be true today? That is a deep question. (laughs) I would tell my younger self Mm -hmm. not to take life so seriously and just to remember the fun and the joy and the beauty in life and not to get stuck in certain rhythms and routines and just, yeah, take life as a gift and not to overthink it and to take it too seriously. Oh, that's great advice. And I lied. One more question. Give me a few podcast names that you love. Maybe some of the business ones you had spoke of earlier that really helped you launch your business or just something that you're feeling right now. You can give me one title or two titles. Hmm, There are so many beautiful podcasts. Yours, there's, I just love anything that really makes me feel good. I think it's so important to listen listen to things that fill you up and that don't make you feel icky afterwards. So I always try and find things that make me feel better and want to be a better person. I love, um, sound it's called sound food Mm -hmm. and it's a new one. It's by Nitsa Citrine and she just, it's, it's a new podcast and she's just interviewing, having beautiful talks with interesting really interesting people people you know you haven't heard of that aren't on all the podcasts you know they're just you know more unique people when I was listening um to more of the business ones Marie Forleo she's amazing for all her business and she really inspired that business ethic in me to like always you know be confident in what you're creating what you're doing even if no one's coming even if no one's booking or buying you know keep up that rhythm and that pace um and that's that was just a really good it's a very like motivational podcast if you're ever second guessing yourself um or you're needing a little boost in your business mindset that one's amazing 
you know, you have to digest that knowledge and then apply it. You know, knowledge is only good when it's applied and you use it. So I yes. think, you know, if you listen to one podcast and then go on to another and then another, and I'm guilty of that, you know, my drives back and forth to Topanga, um, I would just, you know, be on podcasts, but then I realized, you know, I'm not really learning or applying this knowledge because I'm not fully digesting it. I'm just going on to the next thing and the next. So if you really just kind of sit with the information you've just heard, see how you can apply it in your life and just listen, you know, maybe to one a day, just to, just so you're not overstimulated. We have so many factors in our daily life that overstimulate us. So just being mindful of that. Yes. Well, I so much enjoyed our conversation and thank you so much for making it happen with me. Oh, this was so special. And before we go, I'd love you to kind of take the stage and just let people know if, if you have any workshops coming up or how people can find you. So Instagram is honest.rituals. I'm so, so active on there when I feel inspired. Um, what website is honestrituals.com. And then I'm probably going to be creating some massage uh videos workshops not necessarily workshops but just a series of guided at-home self-massage so people can be doing this to themselves at home and not just be relying on any videos I produce and they're only available you know 24 hours through Instagram videos so I want to create a good series for people to be able to have all the time whenever they need so that's in the works. I don't know when, whenever it feels right to create, but that is in the clouds of coming through um, and possibly a YouTube where I can create more in-depth content for any other esthetician than just anybody that's wanting to learn and dive deeper. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you feel safe and happy tonight on your sailboat. <laughs> thank you you as well this was so lovely thank you for having me on if you enjoyed this session please share it with someone who needs it or leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening and if you feel the pull to work with me a little deeper you can find my offerings at thegoddessgatherings.ca talk to you soon bye for now